Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Due to budget cuts, tonight's show is brought to you by Tap Water. Yes, good old-fashioned kitchen sink tap water. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly adults only, non-sensitive ears, no anti-smokers, weekly podcast or broadcast dedicated to all of us pipe smokers all throughout the world. I am your host, Brian Levine, and tonight's show in Pipe Parts. I'm going to talk about what I think is another kind of another good value price pipe based off of about 18 seconds of research that I did on eBay. And then my guest tonight is a young lady pipe smoker by the name of Taylor Kirk Milkey. She and I have got a lot in common. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to get her on the phone. Uh, Music tonight, Ray LaMontagne. Going back to Ray for a little bit here. He's got a new album out and I'm kind of getting into it. And then Mailbag and Rant, all that coming up in tonight's Tuesday night episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. You know, I'm I'm still having a hard time myself getting used to Tuesday nights. And I'm, I'm not sure how much longer it's going to take me to get adjusted to the idea that, hey, you know, Sunday night comes along, I got to start working and prepping for the show, and then Monday night, and eh, here we are, Tuesday night, and it's showtime already, so could be that I'm having a hard time adjusting my schedules. I don't know. But I uh, I do I did notice that I am having a uh, more difficult time coming back from Las Vegas and getting adjusted to Eastern time again. Seems like I want to stay up until about 1, 1.30 every night. And then I definitely don't want to get up in the morning. But that'll all change, uh, especially since I'm going to Europe in September, so that'll really screw the pooch for me on that one. Um, August means it is almost back to school time for everybody, and my daughter is back at band camp, and don't anybody say... And one time at band camp? Because my daughter doesn't play the flute. (laughs) Now, anyway, uh, marching band season's starting up again, and that means that pipe show season is starting up again, and travel schedule is ramping up for me by the end of this month, so... The uh, dog days of summer end with the dog days of the road and Friday night football. All right, everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company, and here we go. This is Internet Radio. Ack, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country, it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. 
the Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, we've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco, blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by CornellandDeal.com. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show on a Tuesday night. Uh, So, you know, I'm always looking for values or for pipes that are... Uh, quality is above the current cost, shall we say. I don't want to call them value. Uh, but the W.O. Larson brand, or as they'd uh, call it in Denmark, the Double V.O. Larson brand, was an old brand founded by Wilhelm Larson in Copenhagen. Uh, they had a gorgeous retail store right in the heart of Copenhagen, and I was lucky enough to visit it about uh, 12, 13 years ago before it closed. And for those of you in the United States, the W.O. Larson store was one of three stores in the entire country of Denmark where you could get a hand-blended custom blend just for you made right in that store. Uh, They would mix it up and put it into a 100-gram tin for you and sell you 100 grams at a time, but it was one of three stores in the entire country that had the special license required to custom blend tobaccos. Everybody else had to buy a finished good from a manufacturer, put it on the shelf, and sell it. So the W.O. Larson brand been in, had been around for years and years and years, and here's where I find the, uh, the value. There, there are basically two kinds of pipes that W.O. Larson sold. Uh, they sold factory-produced shapes, and then they sold their handmaids, or the high grades. Now, if you're looking for an older, factory-made Danish pipe, W.O. Larson would source out factory pipes from some of the great factories of their time, including Stanwell. So a lot of the W.O. Larson pipes, and you'll see them by shape number. You'll also notice, a, a good way to notice them is by, the, they'll have a, a finish name. And they had, they had many over the years. But you'll find them on eBay in the 60 to $80 range. And again, I did about, oh, 18 seconds of research on this. But in my opinion, which I am the leading expert on, the W.O. Larson in the hand or in the machine-made, the factory-made lines represent one heck of a value right now because they do go back to the old days of the Jensen Pipe Factory, the Stanwell Pipe Factory. They may have even had pipes made for them outside of Denmark and then brought in and just finished there. But those older W.O. Larsons, I think if you poke around on the estate market, you're going to find that Those are some pretty nice pipes, and they're priced fairly nicely right now. The other thing that's going to save you a whole bunch of money and maybe get you a chance at some uh, at at another level of pipe that you may not have been able to reach to is the W.O. Larson Handmaids. The Handmaids, the ones that I've seen, simply come with a grading from one to nine, nine being the highest, and then the straight grain or the pearl. The Pearl was their top-of-the-line, perfect pipe. 
These were all handmade pipes. And just to give you an idea of some of the people that worked directly for W.O. Larson making pipes for them, uh, Teddy Knudsen, Hans, former Nielsen, and uh, Tawny Nielsen. I know for a fact those three all made pipes directly for W.O. Larson. There's several other of the Danish handmade pipe makers that kind of cut their teeth or did their apprenticeships or worked part-time for W.O. Larson and at the same time made their own pipes under their own name. The W.O. Larson handmaids will sell on the estate market for dramatically less than what the pipe maker's own pipes will sell for. So if you find a Danish pipe, a W.O. Larson Danish handmade pipe, and it looks to you like it may have a little bit of a Teddy Knudsen flair to it, there might be a reason why it could have been made by Teddy. Or the bowl might have been made by Teddy and then the stem was made by somebody else. But either way, W.O. Larson pipes definitely selling for uh, less than their counterparts are on the estate market. Unfortunately, the W.O. Larson store and the, uh, and the brand kind of died off about uh, five, six years ago. I believe you'll still find some W.O. Larson pipes being made. Uh, they're probably made in Italy or France now and sold in the uh, Danish or German market. But there you go. A little bit of insight into the world of W.O. Larson made me think of it because I'm going back to Denmark for a couple of days in September. So, All right. In just a minute, Taylor will be on the phone with me. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco. Founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit sutliff-tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. This is Lord Vader, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. I 
find your lack of faith disturbing. back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining me on the telephone is a fellow pipe smoker and even better fellow Disney fan, Taylor Kirk Milky. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right, so tell everybody, where where are you from, where did you grow up, and all the details. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, lived here most of my life. Moved down to Florida for a uh, a year, moved to Texas for nine months, and now I'm back in Michigan. And you are currently a student where? I go to Michigan State University. And what's your major? I'm a hospitality major. So any uh, any plans of going back to Florida with your degree? Uh, most definitely. That is the ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Except with, <laughs> without a degree, I'm just going down there to retire. Uh, well, sounds fine. <laughs> so, what what started first, the 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 love of Disney or the pipe or the pipe? Oh, love of Disney! I don't think I had a chance when I was younger. I don't think there was a single room or closet that didn't have Mickey Mouse in it. Was it was it your parents that started it, or you just were drawn to Mickey? Uh, my parents definitely. My mom is a huge Disney fan, and. Uh, Ever since I was months old, she would play Disney sing-alongs on VHS for us. <laughs> I I like to ask this of other Disney people because it's kind of like it's kind of like for us pipe smokers our first pipe moment. Do you remember your first trip to Disney World? I do. Yes. How old were you? Um, I was seven years old. Were you scared of Mickey? No, not at all. I gave him the biggest hug ever. Because my my daughter for years would not go up to the headed, the the full size characters. She'd go up to the ones that had regular faces, and then I think when she was about six years old, maybe maybe eight, she figured we'd stand in line for Mickey Mouse, and she'd go meet him, and we'd get into the room, and she she just became a wallflower stuck against the wall and wouldn't go near him, oh. but would wave at him. Oh. And then we get out of there, and she says, well, he's a cute little fella. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he is a cutie. So did you guys go to Disney World every year? Yep, we did. When I was uh, in grade school, we would make it out there um, once in August when it's really hot. And then we would go for a couple days in February uh, we would go down to Florida to visit my grandparents, who are snowbirds, so they'd be down there for half a year, and then we would uh, visit them for a week and then go to Disney for a couple days in February. So so you got two doses of Disney a year growing up. Yeah, I would say maybe one and a half. When you're going for a couple of days, you're trying to get all four parks in, you know, in, in two days, and it can be a, quite a, I don't know hard to do all right if you only had one day in florida which park would you go to oh i'd go to epcot oh good choice okay (laughs) all right now let's skip over to the pipe smoking when did when did you start smoking a pipe Uh, about a year and a half ago 
started uh, smoking a pipe, it was just a random urge to pick it up. Was there something in particular that drew you to it, or you just happened to go by a pipe shop and said, I think I'll try that? I was um, actually down in Texas, and I was just sitting on a bed, and I randomly thought, hey, I want to I pick up pipe smoking. But at first, the plan was to only smoke it on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and soon it was a couple times a week. <laughs> and now, is it every day? Uh, pretty close to every day, yeah. When I when I have my pipes with me, um, I go back and forth from Lansing to Grand Rapids quite often, and I always have at least five pipes with me. So, what did you do to uh, what did you do to get a pipe? Where did you go? How did you how did you start? Well, actually, I went on eBay to get my first pipe. Um, I had a specific pipe in mind. I wanted a curved stem, a big bowl, you know, just like a classic pipe. Um, so I went on eBay and I looked for a couple months, and I finally found one that I that I really liked and was fortunate to get it for a decent price. And it was in really good condition. So. So you started with that. What tobaccos did you start with? Um, I went to a little. Uh, shop by campus in Lansing and uh, I talked to them I said you know kind of want something sweet something that smells like cherry so they they set me up with two tobaccos that um, they make in their shop and they had cherry flavors to them and I think a little bit of whiskey any uh, any looks or anything from people wondering why there's a young lady walking in that wants to try wants to try a pipe yeah, at first they weren't sure exactly why I was there, but um, I was referred to them by a friend, and so once I gave them his name, they're like, oh, okay, and they took care of me. So at first, though, they were a little apprehensive, but they were pretty open to it. Did they show you how to pack the pipe and how to get it started and give you some uh, give you some tips? Uh, no, actually, they didn't. They just uh, gave me all the supplies and uh, sent me home. And it was a little bit difficult getting started. I didn't really know what I was doing, but the uh, I have a friend who smokes a pipe, like I mentioned, and um, fortunately I was able to see him that weekend, and he uh, showed me how to do the three pinches and to light it and then tamper it and then light it again. And it took, uh, took a few weeks to practice, but I got decent at it after a month or two. When you were... Thinking about smoking a pipe versus now you've been smoking for a while, what is there anything that was really different about different about smoking the pipe than what you thought it would be? Um, well I didn't really I don't really smoke anything else, so I didn't have a, any I don't know, I didn't have any expectations to start out with. Um first couple of times I burnt my tongue pretty badly. I wasn't anticipating that. But uh you know, I was smoking pretty fast and smoking, you know, pretty wet aromatics, so that's about to happen. But um, other than burning my tongue, and it was harder. It was harder than I thought it would be to keep it lit. It, yeah, it, it does, as I'm sitting here relighting my pipe while we're talking. <laughs> the you, So you started off with a cherry blend. Have you moved around in different styles? Up to back up. Yeah. Yeah, yep, I've tried um, 
a little bit of everything. I've tried some Virginia. Uh, I tried some Latakia, um, which is not for me, but um, I've tried some Virginia. I've tried uh, a little bit of Perique. I just find it hard to find any blends of Perique in the shops that I go to. I'd like to try some more of that, but I don't know where to find it. But I kind of, right now, I'm sticking more towards uh, aromatics. Hey, listen, if it's what you enjoy, just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember you not being the, the biggest fan of aromatics, but I have a sweet tooth, so. Uh, if it's what you enjoy, just keep doing it. <laughs> I will. If, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's my rule with the Latakia. All right, so let's talk about Disney World, because you also went down there and you worked there. Yes, I did. All right, where'd you work? I worked at the Wilderness Lodge, the resort. What'd you What'd you do at the lodge? Um, I worked at the front desk, and I had the opportunity to open up a program called Curbside. Um, if you've been down to Disney in the past two years or so, um, people greet you at the curb under the port of cashier when you're walking in. They take you to the desk. So I was actually fortunate to be one of the first cast members to open up that program as well as work the front desk. All right. You had to, you had to have gotten to greet some, uh, some excited people coming in, checking in for their, uh, vacations. We all that worked at Disney parks have some of our, uh, favorite really good guest memories and some of our favorite really not so good guest memories. <laughs> uh, you want to, you want to give us an example of one of each. Well, I have one that might cover both. Um, <laughs> you would think everyone is happy to go to Walt Disney World, but that's sometimes not the case. Um, this woman decided to use the Magical Express from the Orlando Airport, and it brings your luggage and uh, you to the resort. The luggage shows up about three hours later, and she was convinced that the luggage was not going to show up. And I had to go into the back room and physically look up where the truck was, where her luggage was on a GPS, and tell her, you know, heading southbound at 55 miles per hour, supposed to be here in about two and a half hours. Um, but she was so worked up that we had to go to the bar and open a glass of wine, for, or get her a glass of wine to calm her down. <laughs> and uh, the next morning, she actually left me a really sweet note saying that uh she's sorry for the way she acted and that we did a really good job so it was really interesting that someone going to disney really did just not they did not trust the fact that their luggage was going to get there <laughs> and for those that don't know the park or disney world at all wilderness lodge is not one of the uh lower priced ones either oh no it's a it's a deluxe resort it's a pretty nice place and it's kind of tucked out off to the side and in the woods, and you really don't notice that you're actually in Florida anymore. Oh, no, yep. You know, you feel like you're uh, up in Alaska or the West or something like that. Now, growing up in Michigan, how did you handle the humidity of Florida? I love it. I love hot weather. I think I was born to move down there. Um, I mean, I... You know, we traveled there a lot when I was a kid, and especially going to Disney World in August. Uh, Disney World, I mean, 
my family didn't do it in a relaxing way. We would, I mean, just move through those parks from park open to park close in the in the hot, humid, you know, weather. And I just lived for it. I I enjoyed it. So you were one of the families like ours that was there at opening and stayed all the way till the closing till closing every day. Absolutely, I wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, have you have you smoked a pipe in one of the Disney parks yet? No, I haven't. I haven't actually been back since uh, since I've gotten into pipe smoking. Make sure when you go back to bring your pipe, find one of the smoking areas, sit down, relax, and watch the watch the crowds walk by. It's uh, kind of fun. That sounds amazing. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more pipes and uh, more Mickey Mouse stuff. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Cup of Joe's, a name you know, a name that you trust for all your tobacco needs. Exclusive pipes, pipe tobacco, accessories, pipe stands, and so much more. Cup of Joe's is the one place you can go and take care of every single one of your tobacco purchases. Fast shipping, friendly, professional service. One site, cupofjoes.com. And coming soon, their new line of smoking man pipes, cupofjoes.com. Quality products and extraordinary prices. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Still visiting with Taylor. In fact, while you guys were listening to commercials, we were talking about Disney music. Uh, but anyway, back to pipe smoking for a minute. You mentioned the, the three-pinch method. Have you tried other uh, other pipe packing methods? Uh, yeah, there was this uh, one method I saw online where you uh, had a pile tobacco in your palm and then you kind of twist the pipe over top of it just roll the bowl of the pipe over top of it and it should pack it nicely for you i think i think it said it only works with like sticky or aromatic but uh i tried that a couple of times not so sure i was too successful with it so it didn't just climb up into the pipe like it says in the video huh <laughs> no it didn't really just uh didn't really go into the bowl all that well, and I made a mess. So, so you you started off with that one big bent pipe. Have you branched out into different styles of pipes, or do you prefer all bent? No, actually, no. I prefer straight stems, um, mostly Lavasa Canadians. I like the long shanks. In fact, I saw a really pretty one because you just got married, and your wife gave you a gorgeous looking long shank. Canadian. What what kind of pipe was it? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a Sevenelli. It's an Ontario King Bowl, so it has a nice big bowl on it so I can pack it full of tobacco and a beautiful, beautiful natural wood. And I would imagine it's kind of special anyway, uh, no matter what kind of pipe it was, but you don't really you don't really shy away from a from a large size pipe or I know I prefer a larger bowl in my pipes. Is it just for comfort or is it for length of smoking that you prefer a larger pipe? Uh both. I like it's more comfortable in my hand and uh the length of smoke I like to relax and you know take my time when I'm smoking. So so a couple, uh, an hour and a half to a couple of hours is uh, is perfect for you. Yeah, it is. I just like to sit back and have a drink or two, and you know, smoke a pipe. All right, now let let's switch back to Disney for a minute, because I honestly haven't been in the parks really in about three or four years. Um, it's August. The dog days of summer are ending, and now is coming up one of my favorite times of the year to go to Florida for, especially for the uh, the food and wine festival at Epcot, or early Christmas time. Uh, any tips or advice for people that might be thinking about going down to Disney World this for the fall? Oh, uh, I think fall is the best time to go to Disney. Um, you know, all the kids are going back to school, and the crowds aren't too bad. The weather's not too hot. Um, I think you really can't go wrong if you go down to Disney. But if you're going to be going down during the fall or for Christmas, make sure you know which days the Halloween party or the Christmas party are going on at the Magic Kingdom. Lots of guests. Uh, I actually worked down there during that time of year. Lots of guests were a little upset when they showed up and they were planning on going to the Magic Kingdom on a day when the Halloween party was going on and they had to leave by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Does the Halloween party start at sunset? Yeah, it starts in the evening hours. Um, see if I can remember. I don't know, around 7 o'clock maybe, 8 o'clock, and... Uh, but they have to turn the entire park over, so all the other guests have to leave early. But it's a, it's a really fun time. Have you ever been to one of the parties? I went to one of the uh, Pirates and Princess parties. No laughing, please. Oh. Um, but it was fun. They were giving out stuff. And then I went to one of the... I, <laughs> I stayed in because I had a friend that told me what to do. Uh, and don't tell anybody I said this, but... I stayed in for one of the Christmas parties, and as long as I kept my jacket on and my gloves on and I walked around and looked like I knew what I was doing, the wristbands didn't didn't show. So I walked around Main Street and got hot chocolate while it was snowing and stuff like that. Well, that seems like a neat trick. Yeah, but don't tell anybody. Uh, which resort would you suggest for a... Do you have a, do you have a favorite resort for a first-timer going down there? Oh man, there's, there's, I mean, there's three different types of resorts, so I guess it just depends on who's going. For a family, I think the value resorts, like the All Stars, are, aren't too bad, you know, for the, for the price that they're at. I mean, they're still a Disney resort, so if it's a family, I think the All Stars are pretty nice. But my all-time favorite resort, which I think is good for families and couples and friends alike, is the Polynesian. And that gets you right on the monorail 
so that you've got direct access to the Magic Kingdom and then to the other hotels, too. Yep, yep. You have the monorail. You can take the boat. So it's a really pretty resort. You can see the Magic Kingdom just across the lagoon there. And for people that are going down there without any kids, tell everybody some of the other activities that you can do at the resorts without even going into the parks. Oh, well, I mean, you know, depending on how old you are, bar hopping at the resorts aren't, I mean, I think that's a fun time. <laughs> um, there's this uh, big drink at the Polynesian that comes in a pineapple. That's uh, pretty good. Um, I don't know, just resort hopping and checking out the different stores and the food. Just the food at all of the deluxe resorts is amazing. And then one of my favorite things at Christmas time is to go hopping through the hotels and see the gingerbread houses that each hotel builds for their lobby and see how each one's decorated, too. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, fortunately, I was able to work during that time of year, and I got to watch them put up the uh, Christmas tree in the Wilderness Lodge and uh, hop over to the Grand Floridian to see that life-size gingerbread house. It was amazing. And then you can hop in and get a drink at each one and hop on the monorail and you don't have to worry about driving to the next one. Exactly. Uh, also, there's all the there's all the boat act, the boats that you can rent and stuff like that that you can do out on the lakes. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, the boats, pontoons, there's little speedboats called mice that are really fun to take around. So... There's plenty of uh, plenty of smoking areas as well, and it's all pipe and cigar friendly. Um, let's switch back to your pipe smoking for a minute. Uh, how many pipes do you own now? Um, I own around 25 right now. And you've been smoking for how long? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay, wow. <laughs> Is that a lot? <laughs> Well, you're on a you're on a high speed course compared to me when I started. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and are, have you started to? So you found some of your favorite pipe tobaccos. Have you started to kind of uh, stockpile your favorite tobaccos? Um, right now, uh, no, I haven't really bought any to put away. Um, I've actually I don't know if I bought the same tobacco twice yet. I just keep trying different stuff. How many different tobaccos do you have, or different blends do you have right now? Oh, let me think about this. Um, I'd say at least ten off the top of my head. So depending on your mood, you just sit back, pick out a pipe, and yeah, pick out a pipe and pick out a tobacco, and that's what you smoke. Exactly. And that is so completely different than me. So. Oh yeah. I got my one tobacco, and that's it. Uh, and like I've done in the past with any uh, younger pipe smokers, do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Um, I know we mentioned earlier that I have a, I've had trouble packing my, uh, my pipes. Do you have any techniques that might work for me? I do the same, the, the same thirds method, but I do it a lot looser than most people do. So okay. it's, yeah, the first, the first pack, I just drop the tobacco in and then push it down halfway. And then the second pack, I drop tobacco in loosely 
and then push it down to two-thirds high in the bowl. And then the final pack is just to smooth out the top. So my, uh, my packing method is a lot less tobacco than some people get in there. So what, what you might normally smoke for an hour and a half may only smoke for 45 minutes for you, but it's going to be a smooth, even, uh, a smooth, even draw all the way through. Um, the other suggestion that I would have is to let your tobacco dry down a little bit because the moist, the more moisture in the tobacco, the harder it is to keep it lit. The harder it is to keep it lit, the more you have to puff on it. All right, I'll give that a shot. So it's exactly opposite what you would think would be normal, which is pack it tighter and it'll burn easier. You want to pack it looser and you want a, a looser draw so that you can get it through there. Um, and then drying it down does help. With aromatics, it gets a little difficult because if you dry it down too much, you lose some of the flavoring. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give it a shot, though. I mean, I'd rather have a uh, shorter, smoother smoke than, uh, you know, an hour and a half of me having to rewrite it 50 times. Well, and my theory is that if I want to smoke for an hour and a half and I'm only getting 45 minutes out of each pipe, I got more than one pipe. Exactly. So I can just fire up a second one. Uh, what else do you have? Um, you know, I do plan on traveling to Disney and smoking, um, but I haven't really traveled with my pipes, you know, out of state or on a plane. Do you have any, like, tips for, you know, bringing pipes into the parks or, you know, traveling with them in general? Uh, traveling with them in general, carry them in the, carry them in your carry-on. Don't, don't put them in checked luggage. Uh... Make sure that whatever tampers or lighters that you bring, that they're not tampers or lighters that you're absolutely in love with because you may get questioned by security going through an airport. Um, if you're traveling with tin tobaccos, keep it on the plane with you. Don't put it underneath. If you're traveling with loose bulk tobaccos in a Ziploc bag or in a pouch, don't worry about it. Anybody asks, just open it up and show them. Um, going into the parks. I am an expert in this, <laughs> and here's what I do. I bring a rusticated or a sandblasted pipe, and I throw it in a fanny pack with about six pipe cleaners and a pipe tamper and a Ziploc bag with enough tobacco to last me for about three days in that Ziploc bag. And then if nobody has ever said anything to me about it when I'm going through the, the little bag check at the at the entrance to each park. They just open it up, look in there, see it's a pipe, and away you go. Uh, but again, when I'm on the when I'm traveling like that, I also I have you know tampers that are a dollar or a dollar fifty, and if I lose them, I'm not going to be heartbroken. If I I'll bring a disposable lighter or two because I tend to always have two lighters with me. Uh, because at Disney Parks, if you run out of lighter, a lighter or matches, you are stuck mooching from other people until you get to a hotel where they have books of matches for free. But there are no matches anymore in the parks, so carry an extra lighter with you or make sure that you're full on butane. Um, and then the other thing that I do in the park is I may not load the pipe all the way. Because I don't want to be, 
standing in line with somebody and have a partially smoked pipe in my fanny pack because that smell may be it may come out of the fanny pack and it may be offensive to some people so when i'm done on my on a smoke break or you know i even do this anywhere i go if i'm out in manhattan or wherever i am if i'm out the minute i'm done with the pipe i empty out all the tobacco out of it unsmoked or smoked i dump it all out because i just don't want that smell to possibly offend some people that i might be near Uh, and that's probably more detail than I've ever thought of. Uh, <laughs> how is that for an answer? <laughs> Perfect. Um, anything else? Um, just one um, quirky question, I guess. Uh, how uh, much uh, Disney tobacco stuff do you actually have? I actually have everything that is everything that is on the Disney Tobacchiana Collection Facebook page. I have all that plus a few more pipes and a few pins that are related to tobacco or related to pipes that I haven't put on there. Um, Some pins? Yeah, there was a couple of pins that Disney did where it went, they did some old pins for, uh, uh, for like Davy Crockett and they did one with... Uh, Mickey Mouse smoking a peace pipe for one of the uh, one of the hotels in Paris. Uh, they did a pin of the cigar store Indian that's still oh. on Main Street. So you can find those pins at some of the collectors. Uh, but I excluded those from the Disney Tobacchiana collection webpage because it doesn't refer directly to the to the actual sale of products in the stores. So if that oh. if that makes sense, I, I kind of, I figured since they were uh, post, uh, post-anti-smoking post movement at Disney Parks, I wouldn't promote them, per se, but I have the pins. Um, and then non-tobacco-related items, I've got way more Disney pins than I should, and I've got some artwork and stuff and I've got about oh I don't know eight ten coffee mugs and probably five or six jackets and a whole bunch of t-shirts and I've got probably ten sets of ears hats that are all completely different (laughs) sounds like my house Uh, and I keep threatening my daughter that one night at one of the marching band events I'm going to wear my sorcerer Mickey fluffy ear hat is only about 18 to 20 inches tall. Uh, All right, go for it. Maybe I'll wear it to a pipe show one night just for fun. Oh, man, I hope I'm at that pipe show. So there you go. How about if we wrap this up with the fast five final questions, no right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I know what the answer is because, I well, at least I think I know what the answer is, but what is your favorite pipe? Uh, it is the Seminole that my wife gave me. That's what I figured. What's your favorite tobacco? Uh, right now, I'd have to say multiple Dolce. And what is your favorite drink? Ooh, uh, I made up my own drink. It's called the Tipsy Tiki. And uh, <laughs> right now, I like that one. All right. You going to share the secret to what's in it? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll share a little bit. Um, it's just 
pineapple juice, orange juice, citrus vodka, and some Sprite. Is it a lot of vodka and a little bit of juice and Sprite, or is it a lot of juice and a little bit of vodka and some Sprite? Um, I would say uh, quite a bit of vodka in there, Um, (laughs) some orange juice, quite a bit of the pineapple juice, uh, some Sprite, and maybe some uh, triple sec. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When it's time to relax, is it a book, a movie, or music? Uh, Disney music. And finally, do you have a particular favorite pipe smoking memory? Um, I think when I got my wife into pipe smoking and she tried it out for the first time. And you can also have a wedding at Disney World, too. Uh, But (laughs) that's completely beside the point. (laughs) Taylor, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, one of the nice things about the radio show is you have absolutely nothing to sell except that once you've got your degree, then we can all come and visit you down at Disney World. I would love that. Thanks again. We'll be back in just a minute. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. I'm Mark from Ohio, and I've tried so many tobaccos, but I just still can't find something that is just magical, a tobacco that I can fall in love with. I mean, I've tried reading reviews online and participating in forum discussions only to get burned. When I was about to give up, I discovered this amazing matching system for finding my perfect blend at SutliftTobacco.com. That's how I found my perfect blend, and I just love it. Finding the right tobacco doesn't have to be hard. There are lots of tobaccos waiting for you to fall in love with them. Finding that special tobacco shouldn't be left up to chance. Experience the magic of compatibility with our patented perfect match system. Try it at SutliftTobacco.com. Go to SutliftTobacco.com right now and find your perfect blend. Oh, to be heading down to Disney World right now or in a couple of weeks after the kids are back in school. But, yeah, got another year until we've got kids out of college and working full-time or in college and working full-time. So, eh, I can make it. Anyway, for music tonight, uh, going back to Ray LaMontagne, Ray came out with an album called Supernova. It uh, came out about two months ago, and I've been digging through it and listening, and it's a completely different sound for Ray, and it's kind of uh, kind of cool, a little more, uh, little more jazzy, a little more upbeat, little more 70s uh, progressive rockish in there. I guess maybe it's the organ. But anyway, this song is called Drive-In Movies, which, you know, I can remember the old drive-in movies. So here's Ray LaMontagne. Spent all the childhood 
smokes that we stole from a seven Everybody's at the drive and I wanna go. Ray's new album is called Supernova, and it's probably available for download or by a beaming light somehow. But anyway, I can remember the first drive-in movie, first drive-in movie that I can remember, and maybe this will explain what's wrong with a lot with me a lot. Um, I think I was about uh, three and a half, four years old, so 1971, and my parents took me to see Deliverance. <laughs> And the uh, second feature was A Clockwork Orange. So that'll explain me in a nutshell right there. Mm, Message from the dark side there is. And speaking of the dark side, let's see what John Seiler had to say about last week's show. He writes, hi, Brian, nice discussion on the Oriental tobaccos. Looking forward to your taste testing. Yes, I am working on those, and I am working on them. I'm taking my time, and, you know, you got seven, eight different things to smoke, and it's a couple of bowls of each. Take some time, but I am working on them. Uh, 
John goes on to write, Ryan Alden is another pipe carver that I'm not familiar with. I've never tried a strawberry wood pipe. It'll be interesting to see how Ryan develops over the next several years. Stevie Ray Vaughan was one of the most accomplished guitar players, as you noted, also a pipe smoker. His accidental death in a helicopter crash was much too early in his career. Sounds like you liked the trade show, but it tired you out. Yeah, it did. Uh, enjoyed a great smoke tonight while listening to the show. McCraney's Red Rippin' 1983 crop in, what else, a Costello GG number 84 old antiquary hawkbill, which I had not smoked for over a year. It was one of those moments when the stars were all in proper alignment. Rant slots for kids should be regulated by the FDA. Yeah, let's see the FDA get involved in the casinos. Um, RSUNNV writes, Really enjoyed the interview with Ryan, and as an owner of one of his pipes, a Levat, plus some current commissions, I was stoked to hear the backstory. The discussion of Orientals was interesting, and if the tasting goes down the same road as the Escudo series, it'll be great. It'll be a great listen to. Uh, rant, as, long, as a lifelong resident of Vegas 51 years, the corporate Vegas sucks. The whole celebrity chef fad is just dumb. I generally don't go near the strip because I'm smarter than I look and am always shocked when I take friends or clients to see the sights. The food is overpriced and just gimmicky. The drinks are stupid, expensive, and the porn slappers, the guys on the sidewalks handing out escort and strip club flyers are ridiculous. And finally, the street performers are an eyesore. I really prefer the old Vegas mob controlled when the food was good and inexpensive, the drinks were cheap, and the slots were traditional and not expensive video games. Uh, Let me tell you a quick story about what he called the porn slappers. Uh, these are people that stand out on the street and they try to hand you cards that have phone numbers and pictures of uh, quote-unquote um, in-room entertainment dancers. And when we were living there, I was walk- we were walking down the strip. My son was in the stroller. My wife and my parents were in tow behind us and we were just going down the strip. And one of the, one of the porn slappers tried to put his uh, big newspaper, looked like a looked like a want ads kind of a newspaper size thing probably about 25 pages or so tried to hand me one and i pushed him away from it because i'm pushing my son in a stroller and he persists and takes it and shoves it in the little sun flap of the stroller so i proceed to take that and walk back to him after handing off my son to my wife And when he's not looking, I grabbed his entire stack of magazines that he had in his hands and threw them off to the side in the sidewalk, knowing that he full-heartedly had to pick them all up. So that'll teach him. Anyway, little side story there. Uh, Pylorns wrote, anxiously awaiting my new pipe. Apparently he's got one coming from Ryan. Riff Raff says, I really appreciate the pipe parts segment. I love to hear about the different varietals of tobacco. If these finer nuances of our heart... Uh, It is these finer nuances of our hobby that can get lost in the shuffle. If you've been smoking pipes for a long time or a connoisseur, this info might be redundant. I welcome the information, especially if it is succinct and complete. And that's why I'm taking my time and doing it right. Uh, Ryan's interview was great. I love to hear about the up-and-coming pipe artisans that are chasing their passion. His pipes are both 
Uh, gorgeous and refreshingly affordable. I, too, will do my part to keep him out of the cab of a big rig. Uh, Riff Raff says he loves Stevie Ray Vaughan, a big fan of his, and I don't, I didn't know that he was a pipe smoker. I guess I'm not as big a fan as I thought. I uh, love your eclectic choice of music. And it seems the whole world has gone celebrity happy. Yeah, and he goes on and says, great show again. Uh, Dan Coomer wrote, good job discussing Orientals, which are kind of a mystery to most of us. I enjoyed meeting Ryan and KC. Seems to be a really good guy. I had the honor of giving him his check for being one of the winners of the KC carving contest. I tried to get one of his pipes, but all he had were straights. And I'm a bent kind of guy. See, Dan, I'm a straight kind of guy, so I got one of his pipes. Uh, Ryan really took advantage of the pipe carvers forums to really learn at a high rate. The old line carvers have to be green with envy to see how relatively easy it is to learn how to do things today. Something to remember about celebrity chefs. They didn't get that way because they're great cooks, but rather that they have a great gift to gab. And uh, targeting kids, yeah, well, the anti-smoking Nazis would rather kids gamble than smoke. Well, there you go. Uh, Condor172 said, Brian, as usual, a great show. I will be keeping an eye out for Ryan and his pipes at the West Coast Pipe Show this year. I've been wanting to try something other than a briar pipe and really like the pics he had on his site, as well as the pipe you picked up. A little advice next time you're in Vegas and hankering for a burger? In and out. Great burger, really good service, and it won't cost you an arm and a leg. If you haven't been, you really should be. Uh, yeah, the double-double animal style. Uh, Sean, I grew up in Los Angeles, and In-N-Out was the uh, after-football games and late-night place. And from the West Coast Pipe Show, it's at the Palace Station. There's an In-N-Out burger one block up across the street. You have to make sure and cross the street from the Palace Station because you don't want to walk up by those uh, raunchy apartments. But I will definitely be making the walk up the street oh, two times during the weekend for my... Uh, in and out burger satisfaction and uh, i'll be out in la in september so i'll get through in and out then uh let's see there's a couple of comments uh big van says <laughs> in reference to last week's will there be a texan to english translator on hand uh, and m sandoval wrote no worries here i'm quite fluent in texan so hopefully big van got it all um uh, and the translation, not really necessary. Lord of the Pipe Rings writes, Your $7 beer costs the casino $0.20. Cents. I've seen invoices. It's crazy how much they raise the prices on things on the Strip. And, of course, everything is less expensive off the Strip. Getting off the Strip is expensive. Those darn cab rides. All right, everybody. Uh, don't forget, coming up, the NASPC, North American Society of Pipe Collectors, better known as the Columbus Pipe Show. That is coming up August 22nd, 23rd, Friday and Saturday in uh, Dublin, Ohio. I will definitely be there. Looking forward to it. There's uh, the 2014 Music City Pipe Show September 20th in Nashville, Tennessee. The Richmond Pipe Show, Conclave of Richmond Pipe Smokers. Their 30th annual show is October 10th, 11th, and 12th in Richmond, Virginia. And if you're going to be in uh, Speyer, Germany, 
There's one October 18th. And then the last one of the year, the West Coast Pipe Show, November 8th and 9th, Palace Station, Las Vegas, Nevada. Make sure and get yourself to a pipe show. Come on out and see me. I will have uh, pipes that you can look at, tobacco samples, a whole bunch of stuff. So make sure and stop by and see me. All right, in just a minute, a smelly rant. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeershamStore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years. Meet Josh. Everyone at SmokingPipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. As a previous professor of history, educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes. I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345. That's 1-888-366-0345. Or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. This is Internet Radio. Cowboy. Cowboy. I want to take a moment to talk about gas. Yeah, farts, you know, cutting the cheese, the squeakers, you know, dropping a bomb. Yeah, flatulence. That's what I want to talk about. This goes back about two years ago when I saw on Facebook a survey that said physicians show that people that are more flatulent have lower blood pressure. So if you have gas and you release it, it lowers your blood pressure. Well, the same time on Facebook, my mom decides to point me to a Facebook message using her wonderful sarcasm that shows a report that says uh, people that talk to their mom on a weekly basis have lower blood pressure. Well, so I explained to my mom as I pointed out to her the other survey that said farting lowers your blood pressure as well that I equaled talking to your mom and farting as the same thing. Must be lowering your blood pressure. She didn't think that was too funny. However, you can't argue with scientific research that is posted on Facebook. And then just recently in the last couple of weeks, I forget when it was exactly, but there was a scientific health report floating around Facebook that explained smelling your own gas or your own flatulence is actually healthy for you. I don't know if it meant that smelling somebody else's is healthy for you but as well, but it did mean that smelling your own farts 
is healthy for you. I didn't read it long enough to find out why it exactly came up with those results, but what I did discover is that there is a report on Facebook floating around that will tell you everything that you want to hear, and there are reports out there that will tell you everything that you don't want to hear, and who the hell knows if they're the truth. But anyway, I can tell you that, you know, yeah, farting and talking to your mother both lower your blood pressure. So there you go. Hopefully listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show helps lower your blood pressure a little bit as well. I want to thank Taylor for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Remember, every Tuesday night, tell all your friends. If you get a chance, leave us an iTunes rating or review. Help share and uh, promote the Pipes Magazine radio show. Hope to see you all at a pipe show. Thank you to the fine folks at the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Celebrity voices are impersonated. No, no, don't do that. If you shoot him, you just make him mad.